This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 221. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in this episode and access to our sponsors and their discounts can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 221. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is supported by Weebly, whose mission it is to help people turn their ideas into successful businesses. To get 15% off your first purchase with Weebly, go to weebly.com slash shameless. That's weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com slash shameless. Hello, shameless moms. I'm so happy to be here today with you. Okay, actually, maybe I'm not if I'm being totally honest. So let me give you the sitch. I'm recording this in advance of a trip to Mexico. And the day this goes live, I will be home for like a day or so from Mexico. So I'll probably be in the depths of post vacation depression. So I'm happy to be here with you. But also know that I might be curled up on the couch with the lights turned off weeping for the beaches in Mexico. But regardless, while I'm recording this about a week and a half in advance of it going live, I am excited to be recording and I'm very excited for our topic today. It's been something I've been thinking about all week, getting really fired up about talking about it. So just beware, you know what happens when I get excited. I talk really fast. So before we dive into our content though, let's talk about our shameless mom of the week. So this is kind of a fun one and a little bit of a different one, but I thought it would be fun to take this in a little bit of a different direction than we have recently. So Shameless Mom of the Week goes to Three Dog Pack. So 
A reminder, if you want to nominate yourself for Shameless Mom of the Week, all you do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. You just go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will funnel you right into our Apple Podcast page. And then you click on write a review. It's easier if you do it from your phone, by the way. If you do it from your desktop or laptop, it's a little bit more complicated. So go to your phone, shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into Apple Podcasts. You click on write a review, and then you can write a review of the show. Here's the great thing about our reviews is that when moms, women, whoever go to look for podcasts in certain content areas, when they start to read through the reviews, they think, oh yeah, this sounds like something I would like, or oh yeah, that's definitely not for me. So this is where the reviews become very helpful because it helps people make decisions about what they want to listen to and what kind of content they want to be consuming. So it's really, really important and really valuable, and it means the world to me. Additionally, the more reviews we have, the more highly ranked we get, the more highly ranked we get, the more visibility Apple Podcasts gives me on the platform, which means I get to reach more shameless moms, create more shameless moms, and the community grows and the empire gets bigger and better for all of us, right? So that's why it's magic. So this review this week from Three Dog Pack is a fun one because it's a dog mom reviewer, which I love. And her headline of her review says, great, even for dog moms. So she says, I got into quote mom media when I got an Erin Condren planner and saw the levels of intensity around mom social media marketing. I was listening to a typical super mom podcast at work in fascination of the subculture when this podcast showed up as a suggestion. Sarah has great advice and conversations, both really practical daily tips and all over big picture life advice. As a super busy recent college grad and obsessive dog mom, I found lots of relatable information and I'm enjoying listening. Thanks for bringing these issues into daily conversation and challenging your listeners and the world around you. Thank you so much, Three Dog Pack. I so appreciate the kind words and I love that even though I broadcast to moms and that's like the area obviously clearly that I'm aiming for, I love that the reach is wider than that. And I get comments like this all the time. I get men who are like, so by the way, I'm a shameless dad and I listen all the time. Or I get girlfriends and colleagues who say, I don't have kids, but I love your podcast. So here's the thing. I went into this knowing I wanted to connect with moms around certain topics, but also Mostly, I want to be helping women become more powerful and positive and more proud of their lives. And so I don't really care if you're a mom or not. And I wanted to use that review as an opportunity to say, like, please share this out with your non-mom friends if you think there's someone who might be impacted in a positive way by the Shameless Mom Academy. It certainly does not need to be limited to a community of moms. I love our mom community, but I'm also delighted to know that other people benefit from the Shameless Mom Academy and learn and grow every damn week by tuning in. So don't feel like you should only send this out to mommy people because so much of our content is relatable to just women who want to live bigger, bolder, braver every damn day. And it definitely does not need to be limited to just the moms in your life. So please do think about maybe who you could share the Shameless Mom Academy with. If there's someone in your life that's maybe struggling with confidence, struggling with a transition, struggling with accountability in a certain area, and they need a little support, help, cheerleading, mentoring, send them the Shameless Mom Academy and say, hey, you might want to check this out. I've learned a few good things. Send them a couple of your favorite episodes. So that's my little tip of the week. And thank you so much, Three Dog Pack, for your review. All right, you ready to dive in? Let's do this. So I was driving the other day and this is how it happens. Like at times when I'm not even thinking about podcast stuff, things just come to me. People always ask me if I'm afraid of running out of ideas. No, (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just not going to happen. <laughs> There's too many thoughts in my head. So I'm driving down the street and I was thinking about just brief phrases that have enough impact that people will basically leave you alone. <laughs> and this was kind of related to something else I had been talking about earlier that day. And all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, phrases of freedom. And I love some alliteration. So phrases of freedom is a good one. I don't know if alliteration counts if phrases starts with a PH and freedom starts with an F, but I'm not going to go too grammar nerd on you right now. I'll just let us all think about that for a minute. But I love phrases of freedom. And here's why I wanted to talk about phrases of freedom, because I think that sometimes we overexplain ourselves, we are overly apologetic, we make excuses, and sometimes this even pushes us into making white lies or telling untruths or not exposing the whole truth. And it just gets into this kind of weird area. And here's how I'm guilty of this. I overexplain myself sometimes because I don't want to make other people feel bad and I want to placate them. And in the process of doing that, sometimes I overexplain myself to the point that I have to tell like half truths. And so an example would be like if someone said, can you do this thing with me on next Thursday night? And instead of just saying like, actually, I don't do things on school nights because I try to be home for family dinner. Instead, I'll like make up like, well, I can't do it because like I have this going on and that going on, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll make it sound like my life is just like so busy and hectic and chaotic that like I just couldn't possibly squeeze this in. When the reality is, I just generally speaking, really try to not do things on school nights. And if I do, it's like one night a week, maybe two max. I'm really, really conscientious about how I schedule my time in the evenings because it's a really big deal for me to be home for that dinner time, bedtime situation. That's not to say I don't love getting out of it every now and then for a girl's night or date night or whatever. But for the most part, like I don't do business networking things on a Wednesday or a Thursday. That's not when I work. I work during the day because I want to be home for family stuff. So here's the thing. I don't need to like over explain that to people. And I don't need to explain it to the point of like stretching the truth or telling white lies or like making up excuses. I can just say no, no, actually, as it turns out, I'm not free next Thursday. It can be that simple. So this is where this concept phrases of freedom came to me where I was thinking, there's so many things that I tend to overcomplicate by using way too many words. Perhaps you've noticed I like the words. So I thought, you know, I bet this is something that would be a really great topic for us to talk about together. Because I think that one of the challenges when we're trying to manage our lives as women is that we don't want to make people feel bad. And we don't want to make people feel like we're not accommodating them. And we feel like we need to be these mommy martyrs. And we wear our busy badges around and like, we have so many things going on all the time. And oh my gosh, how can I possibly fit it all in? And so I want you to start practicing using these phrases of freedom to really give yourself more freedom and to simplify how you respond to people when people have needs from you and how you respond to people to really like concisely and precisely kind of shut down a conversation and let something be done and have a boundary around it. And this is kind of a continuation of last week's episode on last Monday, when we talked about boundaries and judgy people, these kinds of conversations, these phrases of freedom in many cases can kind of get you past those situations. They keep you within your boundaries. They get you past those moments of interacting with judgy people. And so that you can not be wasting time and energy on conversations that aren't going to serve you and aren't going to serve another person or situations maybe that aren't going to serve you or serve someone else. So phrases of freedom, I'm going to take you through, I have seven phrases of freedom and we're going to go through each of them. I'm going to just give you what the phrase is, kind of some of the context in which you might use it. And that's what it's going to be all about. It's going to be fun. Okay. So are you ready? So your first phrase of freedom is no. I've said this before, I'll say it again, no is a complete sentence. So 
when you can't do something and you don't want to do something, you don't feel like doing something, you just say no. And you don't have to tell a story. You don't have to make something up. You don't have to stretch the truth. You don't have to make it sound like you're just, oh, so crazy busy. You couldn't possibly fit it in. Just say no. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. And when you say no, some situations where you might say no, where it would be absolutely appropriate and it can be no period, not like no, but blah, 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 where you ramble on and on about the no, is when you don't want to do something, you can just say no. You don't have to say why you don't want to do it. You don't have to say why it would be complicated to accommodate the request. You just can say no. 
You can use it when you can't do something. So there's a difference. Sometimes it's you don't want to do something. Sometimes it's like you legitimately can't do something. And again, you can just say no. You don't have to give a big explanation. And then the third context here would be when something just doesn't feel right. You can say no when something just doesn't feel right. You are not obligated to do something because you don't have an excuse not to do it. Let that sink in for a moment. You are not obligated to do something just because you don't have an excuse not to do it or just because you happen to have the bandwidth or the resources to do it. So for example, if a family member asks to borrow money from you, just because you could actually afford to give it to them does not mean you say yes. You can say no. You don't have to give a reason. You don't have to give an excuse. You don't have to justify it. You can just say no. And we've done that. I've done that in my family. We have said no when re family members have reached out asking for money. Now, we don't say no every time. There's been situations where we've said yes. And there's certain situations where I probably would always say yes. And there's certain situations where I will always say no. My husband and I have agreed where we will always say no. And this is not because we are like the bank of the deans here. But I think this happens in a lot of families where there's, you know, certain times and situations where people come to you and they ask for resources and maybe the resources are financial, maybe there are other things, maybe someone needs a place to stay, but you can just say no if it doesn't feel right. So we've done this in multiple capacities in our household. Since having a child, you know, it used to be like if someone, people were coming into town, if they wanted to stay at our house, before we had a child and a dog, like it was like, sure, maybe like, let's put you up over here. And we can put like some of you in the basement and some of you upstairs. And we felt like we needed to be overly accommodating because we have a bigger house. And why would someone pay for a hotel? Now we have like a dog and a kid and the dog's not always friendly. And like the kid gets up at 615. Most of the time when people want to stay with us, if it's close family, that's a yes. But otherwise, if they can't fit in our one guest bedroom, which has a double bed, then they can't stay with us. Like we aren't accommodating families of four in our house because it just doesn't make sense. It's actually just really uncomfortable for everyone. So when something just doesn't feel right, when it's just not a good fit, we actually had someone ask us if someone that we don't know could stay at our house. And so it was like a friend of a friend situation. My friend is just coming through town. Could they maybe just stay in your basement for a couple nights? And I was like, no, that does not feel good. Yes, we have the resources for that, but no, it just doesn't feel right. I don't feel right having someone I don't know staying in my house. This was a couple of years ago. I think Vinny was like two at the time. My husband had something going on like one of the nights and I was like, no, that just doesn't feel right. There's not like a really legitimate reason that we cannot do it. It just doesn't sit right with me. So the answer is no. And we didn't give a ton of explanation. We just said, no, that's not gonna work. So next phrase of freedom, not right now. So if the timing is not right, that's what you say. You say, no, that's not going to work right now. And there's a lot of different ways that this can come into play. So very legitimately, like the timing might not be right. Someone says, you know, hey, could our kids have a play date this weekend? Instead of trying to fit it into 13 other things you have scheduled for Saturday, you can say, this weekend isn't going to work. We would love to do it another time soon. You don't even have to suggest like, how about next weekend, you know, Saturday at three. You could if you want to, and that, you know, makes sense for you, but you can just say no, like not right now. Another time to use no, not right now is when you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But I don't say that because I think you always need to placate people because I am someone who really doesn't want to hurt people's feelings. And so sometimes I say no, not right now, because I don't want to make someone feel bad by saying like a definite infinite no. And I'm not quite sure how to navigate like a stickier situation and I don't want to completely shut them down. So I'll just say, no, like that's not a good fit right now or that doesn't work for us right now. But I don't want to hurt their feelings, especially if it's like someone that I, you know, we have a good relationship with, connection with, whatever, in business, if it's someone who I want to continue to be connected to, but just like legitimately, 
like now is not a good time and maybe never will be a good time, but I'm not ready to say that. So I'm just going to say, no, not right now. Like right now is not a good time. I say this a lot when people reach out to me for the podcast and they'll say, hey, I have this great guest idea for you. I get a lot of requests now for guests. And there's a lot of people who I'm like, wow, that person's doing really cool things. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. But they're not quite the right fit for the show. And I have to be very discerning about who's the right fit for the show at the right time. And so I will often say this isn't a good fit right now. Sometimes I don't think it'll ever be a good fit, but I'm not quite sure. And if the person's doing really cool things and I want to check in back in with them, I'm like, hey, this isn't a good fit right now, but I'd love it if you check back in with me in six months because that actually might be a better fit then. So that way I'm not shutting the door. I'm legitimately saying like, yeah, totally come back in a few months and I'll let you know if anything's changed. Now there are times when I say, no, like what you're doing looks awesome, but this is not a good fit right now. Or I'll say no, but your work is not a good fit for my show. And that's definitely like shutting the door. That is just a no. The other thing about saying no, not right now is again, where you don't want to shut the door, where you do want to like leave that door open a little bit and make sure that you have the opportunity to reconnect or have an ongoing relationship or ongoing connection. And there's so many reasons. I mean, in a school setting where like, you know, you're going to be in a small school, especially maybe where, you know, you're going to be with these families for years on end, potentially, like you don't want to be like the rude parent who shuts down another parent or says like, my kid can never sleep at your family's house. But maybe like for right now, you're like, "Eh, like, I don't really know that family. I've heard some things. I'm just not comfortable with it. Just say no, not right now. My kid can't do a sleepover at your house right now. Your child's welcome to come over here or like, let's readdress this in a few months. But just no, not right now is not a good time. Number three. Okay, before we go to number three, let's talk about our sponsor today. We have just one sponsor for the show today, and I'm so excited to talk about Weebly. Okay, so here's a crazy statistic. More than one fourth of all Americans say they would start their own business in the next year if they could, but only a fraction of those actually do it. Why? Because taking the leap can be scary. Oh my gosh. And I know this so much for myself. Like it feels like there's so many obstacles in the way. But luckily there's Weebly. Weebly is the easiest way to create an incredible looking website. More importantly, it is a full e-commerce platform packed with tools to help you sell your products, process payments, manage inventory, create marketing campaigns, and grow your brand. And because Weebly's mission is to help turn people's great ideas into successful businesses, they've built an incredible support team. So if you have a question, you just pick up the phone and talk to a customer service expert. There's no scripts. There's no robots. You actually talk to a friendly human being on the other end who can help you do what you need to do and they know what they're doing. So if you've got a product or an idea that you want to share with the world, check out Weebly. You can have a beautiful, powerful online store up and running in a matter of hours, including your website. And because you listen to this podcast here at the Shameless Mom Academy, you can get 15% off your first purchase with Weebly if you go to weebly.com slash shameless. That's weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com slash shameless. Don't just build a beautiful website, build a successful online business with Weebly. Okay, so back to our next phrase of freedom. Number three is, let me get back to you. So let me get back to you is the phrase of freedom, quick phrase that you use when you're not in the mood to make a decision, because sometimes we're just not in the mood, when you're not in the most ideal mindset to make a decision. So I know for me in the last few weeks, I've had a lot of big balls in the air, big things. And my smaller decision-making capacity is like completely maxed out because I've been having to make some really big decisions. And when I have to make really big decisions, 
the small decisions, I just can't even do it at all. And so what I've had to do is put things in emails that I, where I send them back to myself, but where I say like, I'll get an email about a small decision. And I'm like, oh, I can't think about that right now because my brain is like so full of big decisions. So I boomerang the email. I use boomerang for Gmail, by the way, this is not an ad for boomerang, but I love boomerang. So I will boomerang the email back to myself so that I can think about it later when I have a little more mind space. And I often I will reply to the email and say, like, I'm going to get back to you about this tomorrow morning. I'll say, like, I can't do this. I can't address this today. I'm going to get back to you tomorrow morning. I'm going to get back to you, you know, in the next 48 hours. So I'll just say, let me get back to you because I'm not in the most ideal mindset to be making a decision. And I don't want to make a bad decision. Now, I'm not saying I need to always strive for perfection, but sometimes if I'm negotiating a contract or something, which has come up in the last few weeks, where I'm negotiating a contract or negotiating something professionally, and I'm like, I don't want to make the wrong decision or make a decision where in a month I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't do that in the best way for myself, for the business, whatever. I need to make sure that I'm thinking clearly when I make these kinds of decisions. Similarly, if someone asks you for something and you're not sure like what the right thing is in that moment, I mean, this can be like when someone asks you about this happens to us, we recently had someone come to the door from CenturyLink and about internet service provider stuff. And I was so annoyed because we have a no solicitor sign and everyone thinks it doesn't apply to them. And so this guy comes to the door and he's like, well, we just want to make sure you're getting the best deal, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, let me get back to you. Like, you cannot even sit here and tell me about your services. I can't take it in right now. I'll get back to you. And he was like, well, if you go and you look at your bill and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yep, cool. I'll get back to you. Of course, he came back to my house three times in 24 hours to see if I had checked out my account yet. And every time I was like, let me get back to you. <laughs> and so finally, then my husband did get back to him. My husband was like, okay, so actually, as it turns out, here's what we need. Here's what you're giving us. And here's what we want to do with all that. So let me get back to you is a great way to be like, I'm not making a commitment or maybe even making a comment right now. I will get back to you. You can also use this when you need some time to think things through and process things. Sometimes you need to just buy yourself a little bit of time to think about like, okay, like if I do this, this, and this, how does that impact other things? Or if I make, you know, decision A versus decision B, what is that going to mean? What's the trickle down effect of that on my family, on my life, on my professional sphere, all those things. And then lastly, when someone is pushing you or not respecting your boundaries and you don't want to be confrontational about it, like some people might just say, no, like you need to leave now. I'm not addressing this. But you can also, if you don't want to have make it confrontational, when someone's pushing you or, you know, really pushing back against boundaries, you can just say, I'm going to get back to you about that. Let me get back to you. Just keep it super clear, super concise. Be done. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. 
On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Next is, this is one I use all the time. Can you send me an email about that? Whenever someone has a great idea they wanna share with me, And this happens a lot in Facebook Messenger. And I have a very hard time managing Facebook Messenger. I kind of actually hate Facebook Messenger because there's not a way for me to really organize my messages. And so it's very easy to lose track of conversations. And so whenever something valuable pops up in that feed where I'm like, oh, I want to know more about this, but I can't manage it right now. I'll say, hey, can you send me an email about that? Because I can organize my email and I can have email organized in a way where it's my to-do list and I know where I need to take action, when I need to take action. I have it filtered in a certain way that works for me. But I can't have conversations. You know, when I'm in a networking event, someone will say, oh my gosh, you have a podcast. I'd love to talk to you about my idea for blah, 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 or blah, 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 or whatever. And I'll say, sure, send me an email about that because then I can quickly glance and see like, oh, this is a good fit. It's not a good fit and then move on or reply. I don't have to have an awkward conversation about it. And I can filter that information and I can manage the conversation on my terms. And that's a big part of it, managing the conversation on your terms. So if I ever get solicitation calls and happen to answer them, which I really try not to do, but on occasion, I'll think I'm answering a business call and it will turn out to be a solicitation call. And I'll just say, hey, yeah, if you want to talk to me about that, you're going to need to send me an email at info at shamelessmom.com. And so then I can manage that conversation. I'm not stuck on the phone talking about a bunch of things I don't want to talk about, talking about a bunch of things maybe I don't care about. So that can be helpful. This is also helpful when maybe you need more information. And so, yes, great. I love what you're telling me about. Send me more information. When I have it in email, then I have a place where I can go back and look at it. I don't have the capacity to track all that on a phone call or in an in-person conversation. So send me an email with a few bullet points so that when I'm making a decision or deciding how I'm going to respond, I have all the facts right in front of me and I can refer back to them over and over again over time, which can be really helpful. Also asking for someone to send you an email with information buys you a little bit more time. So sometimes you just need a little more time to think about something, process something. Send me an email. Like sometimes that can buy you 24 to 48 hours rather than making a decision on the spot. Someone sends you an email, you can sit on it for a minute and then you can reply on your time frame. Also, like I said, that allows you to have the details in front of you, which can be really powerful, really helpful when you have those details really specifically dialed in. And there's accountability behind those details. If someone sends you something in email, now you have a track record or now you have a paper trail to show like, this is what we talked about. This is what you said could happen. And you have it like all right there where you can use that down the road if you need to, which can be really obviously for professional conversations can be really valuable, but that can also be really valuable in interpersonal (laughs) conversations as well. So I would encourage you to use it in that way as well. When you are in a situation where you want to make sure that you have a little bit of a paper trail of a conversation, or you want to make sure that like things are being managed in a certain way, that gives you a little more power and a little more control. 
And then also, if you want to just wait until you're in a more quiet or appropriate place to make necessary considerations around a decision or around the facts, having things in email again can be really helpful. So once it's in your inbox, you get to decide when you address it and you can wait until you're in that place that's a little more quiet, a little more controlled environment where then you can make a decision around it or respond to it in a way that feels right for you. And I think that can be really, really positive, really powerful as well. All right. Next up, we have the next two are great. And these are like how you can have boundaries, but also really be the good guy. So thank you. Just saying thank you, like all the time for everything, which is great modeling for your kids as well. But just practicing gratitude and showing gratitude and saying thank you for like silly things. Because here's the thing. When you say thank you, first of all, you are like expressing some humanity you're expressing gratitude, you're actually like showing up as a person in an interaction, which I think is really valuable. It also allows you to let the other person feel seen and heard when you tell them thank you. And I think that's really important. And it allows you to acknowledge someone. So say thank you whenever you have the chance. The powerful thing about saying thank you, the reason thank you is a phrase of freedom is that it allows you to express gratitude and put yourself a little bit on even playing field with another person, even if maybe you haven't been feeling that way. So for example, when maybe there's been an interaction that's felt really challenging to you or really frustrating, if you can find something to thank the person for, that can actually be really neutralizing. If there's been something that's been really heated and you can find a place to show gratitude, that can really take some of the energy out of a situation that's really highly charged. So I think it's really, really powerful. Now, thank you. You should be doing, you know, if someone like holds the door, does a favor for you, goes out of their way to do something, whatever, like obviously you're going to use thank you for that. But think about where you can use thank you in other places. So I can tell you in some interactions that I've had recently that have been extremely frustrating in dealing with some banks and some legal stuff that it's been hard to be grateful because I feel like some important things have slipped through the cracks and some important things have been missed that have cost some colleagues and I a lot of time and a lot of money. And what I've been able to do through all that in order to get what I need out of this whole situation is just to continue to show up with a thank you. Like every single email exchange begins with a thank you for this. Thank you for sending this. Thank you for pointing out this, whatever. And then it goes into like, and are we still on track for this? And did you also get this? And are you working on this? So if you lead with that thank you, you lead with that gratitude, that phrase of freedom actually is gonna build some flexibility maybe into like the next thing that you need to tackle in that interaction. So that can be a lot of freedom if you like, not that I think you need to be super like sneaky about gratitude or use it as an ulterior motive, but sometimes that's a little bit what it is. Sometimes as soon as you use that thank you and you show a little bit of gratitude, now you've taken things down a notch so that someone feels seen, someone feels heard, someone feels acknowledged. And now when you have an ask for them, they're maybe going to respond a little differently. So in alignment with that is the next one. Number six here is I appreciate that or I appreciate you. So I use this all the time in customer service interactions when I'm the customer. When I'm at the grocery store and someone begs my groceries, I say, thank you, I really appreciate that. I try to use that as much as I can. I appreciate that or I appreciate you. Because it's kind of like one step beyond the thank you in terms of letting someone feel seen, feel heard. It allows a little bit of a deeper connection. And I think it allows you to express just 
a little bit of vulnerability to let someone know that you really appreciate them. It's a little bit more vulnerable and it actually allows you to like build or enhance a relationship. And literally this can be at the level of a relationship with someone helping you at the grocery store, someone helping you at a bank, someone helping you, you know, maybe you drop something in the middle of a parking lot, your kid's lunchbox goes flying out all over and they're screaming, like whatever. Thank you. I appreciate you. I really appreciate your help. Like I use that as much as I possibly can because it's just a little bit bolder, I think, and a little deeper than a traditional thank you. So think about where you can build in that phrase of freedom. Again, you can also use that to get some flexibility in a situation. When you need something from someone and you lead with, I really appreciate the way you've done this, this, and this, and I was wondering if maybe you could help me with this other thing as well. So that can also help you with that deeper connection with a little more vulnerability to build and enhance a relationship so that you can continue to build and grow and get whatever you might need out of an interaction. And again, not like in a way that like you're taking advantage of it, but just where you can actually make this relationship a little more powerful and productive if that's what you need out of it. And then lastly, number seven here is in my experience, dot, 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 or that has not been my experience. And so this is a phrase of freedom that you can use when you disagree with someone or when you want to stand your ground in a non-confrontational way. So when someone says, so let's, for example, say that someone says, let's just use something super controversial like Black Lives Matter. I mean, why not just go all in on this example? So someone might say, you know, I just don't, this whole like Black Lives Matter, I think it should be all lives matter. So you can go into that and say, you know, in my experience, the conversations I'm hearing around that, I'm hearing a lot of blah, 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 whatever. And you can go in from that angle. Or you can say, when someone says, you know, I think it should be all lives matter because everyone's important and blah, 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 whatever that argument might be. And they're going to talk about their experience around that. And you can say, oh, that hasn't been my experience. I have not had that experience. That's super neutral wording and verbiage just acknowledging like that hasn't been my experience. It doesn't have to be like, no, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. It needs to be black lives matter and all lives matter is completely offensive. So you can neutralize the conversation by with just one simple phrase of freedom stated in a very neutral tone of voice that has not been my experience or in my experience, I've witnessed A, B, and C really neutral. It doesn't need to be, you don't have to get into the superheated place. And I know these kinds of conversations are happening a lot right now. I mean, you could also, you know, have the same conversation around like the second amendment rights and, you know, gun rights and all those kinds of things. And when people talk about feeling so threatened by what might be the conversations that might be happening around that topic, you can again, go into, in my experience, blah, 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 or that has not been my experience. And then in the conversation there and change gears. You can also use this when you want to express yourself without taking away from someone else's experience or opinion. Because here's the thing, you don't have to, just because you feel differently from someone else doesn't mean you need to take away from their experience or from their opinion, because a lot of times that just makes the chasm between you grow that much bigger and deeper and wider. So a lot of times when you just state your experience in a really neutral way, it can calm things down. Like you're still hearing the other person. You can even say like, oh, that's really interesting. I haven't had that experience. So you're acknowledging, I hear what you're saying. That's not the way I've seen it. That's not what it's been like in my experience, but I hear what you're saying. So you're not negating what they just said. You're not like, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. And here's how I'm right. You're giving yourself space to state your case without taking away from what the other person said. And then lastly, when you're using this one, when you want to be more honest and open, 
But again, you don't need to be super confrontational, but you just want to be honest and open about your experience. And that's super, super legitimate. I just want to be really open and honest about my experience. This is what I've experienced. In my experience, it's been this and not that. I'm just being open and honest about like where I'm coming from. So it's a way for you to kind of open that door in a really simple way and in a really concise way that just allows you to have like your one statement around it and then you can move on. And, you know, or you can keep going. You can keep going deeper and dig deeper into it if you want to. So those are your phrases of freedom, seven phrases of freedom. I hope this has been valuable to you. If this has been valuable, continue the conversation over on Instagram. Please do let me know which phrases of freedom have been helpful to you and which ones you want to integrate more and where you could see maybe this being supportive in your conversations and interactions in everyday life. So you can do that over on Instagram. I always post all the episodes over there at the Shameless Mom Academy. Also share this episode out. Oh my gosh, what moms don't need more phrases of freedom in their life? Like basically every single mom, woman, person probably needs more phrases of freedom in their life and more conscientiousness around using phrases of freedom. So please share this episode. Just take a screenshot of the episode and share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy. I will immediately reply if you tag me. I'll send you a DM and send you lots of hearts and loves and little champagne bottle emojis because that's my current favorite emoji. (laughs) So definitely show the episode. If this is your first time listening to the Shameless Mom Academy, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday. And we have a great interview coming up with my friend Sarah on Wednesday. We're going to be talking about her experience as a stepmom and how she dove into that and also her experience in building business. She's awesome. We had so much fun on our interview. Sometimes you just get on a phone call with someone and you're like, basically, we're like, we've been best friends all our lives and we didn't even know it. And that's definitely how this was with Sarah. We just had so much fun in our pre-interview and throughout our conversation as we were recording. So I know you're going to love the conversation on Wednesday. So make sure you come back from that. If you have not already subscribed to the show, make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And you can do that by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That is where you can access our Apple podcast portal. you click on the subscribe button and you will get every episode as soon as it's released. And on top of that, you can leave a review while you're there. I already shared at the beginning of the episode how valuable those reviews are. So please do go leave a review like one or two sentences. It means so much to me. And also you might be picked as the shameless mom of the week next week. Who knows? So pop over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review to do that. All right. I hope that you learned something new today. I hope you took some notes on phrases of freedom. I hope you have a fantastic day. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Ko, and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.